I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is, this is a no. This is a no. So, that happened. Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the Bradcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California, in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE, where they had a bit of a tembler there within the last hour or so. Hope you guys are doing okay up in Eureka. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania's WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, in Rochester, New York on WRFZ, down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950 KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day on the internet on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow. Says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today for another thrilling (laughs) holiday edition of the Bradcast. Merry Christmas. Christmas is canceled. Thanks, Omicron. Thanks, Joe Manchin. Uh, this and by the way, this is fast. Uh, just coming in minutes ago from AP, now Washington Post. Omicron is now the most common coronavirus variant in the U.S., accounting for nearly three quarters of COVID 19 cases, says wow, the CDC. That was fast. Yeah, it was fast. It makes up 73% of U.S. cases at this point. According to the CDC, of course, a lot of people have been saying, oh, right now it's only about three percent. But in fact, and that was true a week or so ago. But in fact, they were uh, the CDC was working from December 11 numbers. That's how quickly Omicron is now um, transmitting around the U.S. More on that in a second. You have no doubt heard about the theoretically Democratic senators uh, Joe Manchin's latest bombshell over the weekend, promising to kill the bulk of Joe Biden's expansive progressive agenda with his one single vote, representing just under 300,000 people that voted for him in the state of West Virginia two years ago and uh, who voted for Joe Manchin, and I should add, representing them very poorly. 
He is, as I will be happy to argue, representing just one person. That would be Joe Manchin himself. Well, himself and the rest of his own family. We'll get to uh, get to that shortly, along with your phone calls on that at 818-985-5735, as I suspect a lot of you may have some steam to blow off today regarding Joe Manchin's bombshell over the weekend, essentially for now at least in advance of Christmas, killing the Build Back Better agenda. We're happy to offer you a vent for that steam if you want to call in, though on a day like today, um, I, I better, you know, remind everyone before they call in, Desi Doyen, that these are FCC public airwaves. <laughs> yes, please. Remember that. So <laughs> no matter what your thoughts are on Joe Manchin, please keep your language in check. Uh, of course, Manchin is not the only one humbugging Christmas for millions of Americans. As noted, Omicron and those who have refused to get life-saving vaccines have also helped to make this holiday season a lot less cheerier than it might have otherwise been. Uh, to that end, while I take no joy in being a COVID or vaccine scold, I feel we have a public duty over these uh, public airwaves, frankly, to be as straightforward in this regard when it comes to serious public health concerns as straightforward as we can possibly be. And by the way, since Desi Doyen never minds being a COVID or vaccine scold. <laughs> hi, Des. Hi. Uh, you, you came across a very sober, clear, well-written Facebook post from the Washington Post's national health reporter, uh, Dan Diamond, over the weekend, writing not at the Post, but on his own personal Facebook page. Um, so you found it. I thought I would let you share it with all of us today, let you be the scold, uh, given that, hey, maybe coming from you, it'll allow some fresh ears to hear what what we know and what we don't and what we can all do about any of this over the next few days and weeks over the Christmas and New Year's holiday. OK, yeah, I will do that. So this is what Dan Diamond, the health reporter for The Washington Post, posted to his Facebook page, quote, been writing a lot about Omicron this month and getting questions from friends and family wanted to share what we've reported and know if helpful. First, Omicron is real, and the reports of it being milder appear mostly based on the generally mild breakthrough cases in vaccinated and previously infected people. So if you haven't been vaccinated and boosted, there's reason to expect that your no. Omicron infection will lead to minimal symptoms. Yeah. And well, no, please continue. I have I have a thought on this, this whole minimal symptoms okay. thing. Go All ahead. right. And he says then, if you haven't been previously infected and you haven't been vaccinated, there's no reason to expect a mild case. And let me just clarify what is meant by mild. Yes. And I think Dan Diamond puts mild in a, in a quotation marks there. He does. Essentially, mild is considered anything that does not send you to the hospital. Right. Which is, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, don't don't understand that. They think, oh, it's a mild case. It'll be like having a, a cold. No, these cases can be horrific. They can go on for weeks and months and uh, be damn scary and months, including long covid. You can have long covid. That is still considered to be a mild case as long as you are not hospitalized by it. So, you know, when you hear people say, oh, it's, it's causing minimal symptoms, uh, mild cases only, um, Keep that in mind. That's what mild means. It means you haven't gone to the hospital. However, you may be miserable 
uh, for weeks on end. Anyway, please continue. Okay, so he goes on, Dan Diamond writes, second, many, many people who are vaccinated or previously infected are going to test positive in the next few weeks, given Omicron's sheer transmissibility and ability to evade antibodies. Every expert I've interviewed, including some of the nation's top health officials, has adjusted his or her mindset and now is mentally bracing to test positive after spending two years dodging the virus. The experts, the experts themselves are planning to test uh, uh, positive. Yes, they're bracing themselves. Because this is so bad, yeah. Breakthrough cases are going to be normalized in a hurry if they aren't already. To put it very simply, Dan Diamond writes, while earlier forms of the virus got stopped at your body's front door if you were fully vaccinated, which used to mean two shots, or if you were previously infected, Omicron can still get inside. Still, vaccines and boosters hold the power to defang the worst consequences of Omicron and fight off infections. It's possible that some folks reading this have Omicron right now and don't know it because their immune system is doing such a good job containing the infection and the symptoms are small or non-existent. Boosters can specifically help by boosting your antibodies back to a level where there are enough of them, like bouncers at a club, to keep Omicron from getting inside. Underlining that point, he says, boosters are one of the best tools to fend off Omicron per every study so far. Mm. Yep. And then he keeps going. He says, so what does this mean? Big picture view. Federal officials are bracing for U.S. infections to skyrocket into January 2022 with numbers that could top 500,000 new cases every day. 500,000 new cases per day. And by the way, this was written uh, over the weekend prior to the news I just broke at the top of the hour there about the fact that Omicron is now the uh, the, the dominant strain in this country. Yeah. So remember, so that's that we could top 500,000 yep. new cases per day in January. The previous peak was half that. 250,000 cases last January Mm. per day. Some experts predict daily case rates that could be much higher because so many vaccinated Americans are going to test positive, although we may not capture all of the data from people who take at-home tests. So even if only a small percentage of those people need hospital care, it will tax a system that is already straining under pandemic fatigue and treating cases linked to the older Delta variant. It's also going to be a psychological after the past two years of fighting the pandemic, and businesses, families, and others will surely be racing to adjust their plans. Officials hope that the peak of this Omicron wave will be over by early February. The bulk of the pain, he writes, will be felt by Americans who remain unvaccinated, have had their immunity wane from prior vaccines and are yet to get boosted, or are immunocompromised. Mm. But anyone who swears that Omicron will surely lead to a wild case in a vaccinated person is overpromising. Again, there's good reason to expect that it'll be mild, but we don't have the data to know that for sure. We also need to wait and see before rendering a national verdict on Omicron as much as we all want for it to be mild. A rise in COVID cases is followed days later by a rise in hospitalizations, which is followed days later by a rise in deaths. This has been the consistent pattern for two years. 
As a result, he writes, the next month in America could rival the worst days of the pandemic as a sheer wave of cases crashes into the country. Every expert I spoke to is cutting back on their scheduled plans and several urged don't take risks that could land you in a doctor's office or a hospital emergency room at a moment when demand on our, when demand on our health care system is going to surge. He also says this. If you are passing through an airport or train station, you are undoubtedly being exposed to someone with Omicron at this point. And again, that was before that was when he was writing when it was three and a half percent of cases were Omicron. Now we're now we are officially at 73 percent of cases are Omicron. So this is what Dan Diamond recommends. He says, as someone who's been boosted and wears an N95 mask in public, I feel like I'm taking the best precautions I can. I am also exhausted with the pandemic and had started to get back to hobbies like swimming and going to movies and having dinner with friends. But for me, he writes, Omicron means I'm going to pause some of those activities and I'm going to resume double masking when I'm in public. Even if infections are inevitable, I don't want to help Omicron along, especially until we get more data in the coming weeks. And I don't want to unwillingly get sick Sorry, let me rephrase that. And I don't want to unwittingly get sick and carry an infection to family members this holiday season. He says, it's been a hard two years, and I understand why so many are so frustrated this week. I'm frustrated, too, personally and professionally. As a reporter, I had a lot of non-COVID stories I planned to tell this month. He finishes, I hope that this post only provides clarity at a confusing time. Well, thanks for ruining Christmas, Desi Doyen. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan Diamond. But that, yes, I mean, I understand yeah. that. And I think that's a very scary thing that if you're passing through an airport or a train station, you are undoubtedly being exposed to Omicron and you can carry it to anyone you meet and you love. Just be aware of where we are. I mean, uh, you know, we can't tell you what to do. We wouldn't want to tell you what to do. Just be aware of where we are, the risks you are taking. Uh, particularly if you're not boosted, especially if you're not vaccinated in any way, shape or form. Uh, That's sort of where we are on the cusp of knowing a lot, perhaps, but also on the cusp of not knowing all that much still, other than, you know, what we can read about uh, things like the transmissibility numbers of Omicron just going through the roof as soon as it shows up anywhere, doubling the number of infections in a single day or two when it does, which is why I repeated the warning last week several times that a lot of people are about to get sick in this country. A lot of people. Now, to some, that could be the good news portion of our show today. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen. Uh, Actually, we do have a bit of what I I actually do consider to be uh, some good news coming up in a bit. But before we get there, uh, oh, yeah, and you're welcome to call in with your thoughts on Dan Diamond's piece or Omicron or that COVID scold Desi Doyen, whatever you like as well today. 818-985-5735 is our phone number if you'd like to line up right now. Um, But uh, beyond that, the biggest news over the weekend was obviously, obviously this from West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin on Fox News on Sunday without a heads up to his fellow Senate Democrats or even uh, more than just a few minutes of a heads up for the president himself. Uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. 
you're done. This is this is a no. This is a no. It's hard to deliver service for one year or three years or five years, and how are we going to continue them? Unless it's going to put a burden or unless we have to go back and make adjustments. <clears throat> but we should be up front and pick our priorities. That's the difference. So it, it hasn't shrunk in the desire. The intent is always there. Yeah. West Virginia Senator uh, Joe Manchin on Sunday saying that he is a no vote on Joe Biden's Build Back Better bill. The response from the White House was swift and blistering and, frankly, very unusual to see a White House coming out this directly, this pointedly, this much at length against a fellow Democrat. And frankly, you know, at this detailed length, uh, it was so unusual that I want to I want to share all of the White House's statement with you if you have not already read it, because it was both, uh, as I say, blistering and uh, rather extraordinary. The uh, while not saying it directly, the statement very clearly says that Manchin has not been honest with the president, has has not been negotiating in good faith and has gone back on his promises made to the president, which since his statement uh since this statement from the White House was released, uh, the White House has taken pains to note that President Biden himself requested that this statement include the parts about Joe Manchin going back on the word that he personally offered to the president. The uh, statement begins this way. Senator Manchin's comments this morning on Fox are at odds with his discussions this week with the president, with White House staff and with his own public utterances. Weeks ago, Senator Manchin committed to the president at his home in Wilmington, Delaware, to support the Build Back Better framework that the president then subsequently announced. Senator Manchin pledged repeatedly to negotiate on finalizing that framework, quote, in good faith. On Tuesday of this past week, Senator Manchin came to the White House and submitted to the president in person directly a written outline for a Build Back Better bill that was the same size and scope as the president's framework and covered many of the same priorities. While that framework was missing key priorities, we believe it could lead we believed it could lead to a compromise acceptable to all. Senator Manchin promised to continue conversations in the days ahead and to work with us to reach that common ground. If his comments on Fox and written statement indicate an end to that effort, they represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and Senate. Senator Manchin claims that this change of position is related to inflation. But the think, the think tank that he often cites on Build Back Better, the Penn Wharton Budget Institute, issued a report less than 48 hours ago that noted that the Build Back Better Act will have virtually no impact on inflation in the short term and in the long run, the policies it includes will actually ease inflationary pressures. Many leading economists with whom Senator Manchin frequently consults also support Build Back Better. Build Back Better, the White House writes, lowers costs that families pay. It will reduce what families pay for child care. It will reduce what they pay for prescription drugs. It will lower health care premiums and it puts a tax cut in the pockets of families with kids. And this part is critical. 
Almost all uh, American families are currently receiving tax breaks in the form of monthly checks up to $300 per child as part of Biden's American Rescue Plan that was passed earlier this year. That that program alone has lifted about 50 percent of the nation's kids out of poverty this year. But it ends as of this month, as of December. That means that hundreds of thousands of very poor families in West Virginia, and there are a lot of them in West Virginia, it's a very poor state, Uh, Those families will no longer be receiving those checks as of January since the Build Back Better Act was meant to extend that child tax credit from the American Rescue Plan. Uh, It was going to extend it initially for 10 years, but then it was scaled way back to appease Joe Manchin. To appease uh, Manchin's complaints about the cost of the overall bill. They had to shorten the length at which uh, things like the child tax credit could be uh, padded out, you know, for the number of years that it would be put in place. That they did to try to help Joe Manchin with the cost of this bill, even though unlike Manchin's very own bipartisan infrastructure bill, this one, the Build Back Better bill, was actually paid for. It wouldn't have increased the deficit. It was actually paid for with increased taxes on corporations and the wealthy. It would not have worsened the deficit, unlike the bill that Joe uh, Joe Manchin supported for for infrastructure, the bipartisan bill. And, of course, the seven hundred and sixty eight billion dollars for defense that Joe Biden and pretty much everyone else in in Congress, at least uh, who, who is not a progressive, approved just a week or so ago. Almost a trillion dollars. You probably didn't even know it passed because on that they have no problem spending whatever they need to. It never has to be paid for. Back to the White House comments here. Uh, if someone is concerned about the impact that higher prices are having on families, This bill gives them a break, the White House notes. So, yeah, it does. Yes, sure. Gas uh, is up 50 cents or so a gallon. But, you know, you might think that monthly checks for $300 or more, if you have more than one uh, kid, would kind of help take care of that temporary spike in gas prices. Joe Manchin is taking that away from his constituents under the false guise of, oh, inflation. Things are too expensive now for 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 my constituents. So I'm going to take away this money that they were given that made inflation easier for them. Senator Manchin cited deficit concerns in his statement. But the plan is fully paid for, the White House notes, uh, is the most fiscally responsible major bill that Congress has considered in years and reduces the deficit in the long run, they note. The Congressional Budget Office report that the senator cites analyzed an unfunded extension of the Build Back Better bill. And you need to know. Manchin is citing this uh, report from the uh, Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, that Lindsey Graham had actually requested from the CBO about how much the things in this bill would cost if all of the programs uh, that have been shortened to one year or five years, if all of those programs uh, had been extended out to 10 years or more. 
This was programs that were, were, were shortened because of Joe Manchin, because he wanted a lower cost for the overall bill. So Lindsey Graham then said, well, you know, they can put them in place for a year or for five years. But what if they expand them later? How much will that cost? Which is not in the bill. It's not only not in the bill, but when he went to the CBO and said, hey, how much would this cost? Uh, uh, Lindsey Graham did not include any of the pay-fors that would have covered those costs that Democrats had initially planned to include and undoubtedly would include in a separate bill that expanded those programs for many more years if, in fact, that's what they were planning to do. That's a pretty neat trick. As the White House notes, that's not what the president has proposed, not the bill the Senate would vote on, and not what the president would support. Senator Manchin knows that. The president has told him, uh, has told him that repeatedly, including this week face-to-face, he told them. The White House says, likewise, Senator Manchin's statements about the climate provisions in Build Back Better are also wrong. Build Back Better will produce a job-creating clean energy future for this country, including West Virginia. Just as Senator Manchin reversed his position on Build Back Better this morning, they write, we will continue to press him to see if he will reverse his position yet again to honor his previous commitments and be true to his word. Ouch. In the meantime, they say Senator Manchin will have to explain to those families paying $1,000 a month for insulin why they need to keep paying that instead of $35 for that vital medicine, as would have been the case with the passage of the Build Back Better bill. He will have to explain to the nearly 2 million women who would get the affordable daycare that they need to return to work why he opposes a plan to get them the help that they need. Maybe Senator Manchin can explain to the millions of children who have been lifted out of poverty in part due to the child tax credit why he wants to end a program that is helping achieve this milestone. We cannot, they say. The White House says we are proud of what we have gotten done in 2021. The American Rescue Plan, the fastest decrease in unemployment in U.S. history, the bipartisan infrastructure law, over 200 million Americans vaccinated, schools reopened, the fastest rollout of vaccines to children anywhere in the world and historic appointments to the federal judiciary. By the way. If you haven't noticed, Biden has been on track to get more judges seated, federal judges seated in his first year than Donald Trump did in his first year. So, yeah, elections do matter even when you have one or two obstructionist Democrats willing to hold up progress for the entire country. The White House ends this way. uh, We will not relent in the fight to help Americans with their child care health care, prescription drug costs, and elder care, and to combat climate change. The fight for Build Back Better is too important to give up. We will find a way to move forward next year. So that is the unusually long and very direct response from the White House to Joe Manchin uh, in his announcement surprising the entire Democratic caucus in both the Senate and the House on Sunday, as well as surprising the White House, that he was a no vote uh, for the for the rest of the Biden agenda that many Democrats had hoped to see passed before Christmas. 
before we enter another election year in 22, when everything is going to be much more difficult to get done, and certainly in time to make a real difference in Americans' lives before they hit the polls again for the critical midterm elections next year. As noted, both House and Senate Democrats were taken by surprise on this. None were happy about Manchin's announcement on Fox News of all places. And, of course, it underscores that progressives in both the House and the Senate were right a few months ago when they tried to make sure that the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better bill were both passed at the same time so that folks like Joe Manchin could not throw Build Back Better under the bus after he got his infrastructure bill, which finally, sadly, they gave to him. And as we told you months ago, that was very dangerous and would open the door to Joe Manchin to do exactly what he has done. That is why House progressives voted against that infrastructure bill a few months ago. And that's why Republicans in the House voted in favor of it. And that's why we warned you after the two bills were decoupled that we were very concerned uh, that Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema might be gunning to kill the entire bill entirely. Not just to water it down, but to kill the bill. As Manchin seemed to be suggesting, he was ready to do over the weekend. That, of course, made progressives in the Senate like Bernie Sanders none too happy, as he made clear on CNN on Sunday in response. I hope that we will bring a strong bill to the floor of the Senate as soon as we can and let Mr. Manchin explain to the people of West Virginia why he doesn't have the guts to stand up to powerful special interests. And mm -hmm. almost every Democrat is trying, finally, to address these issues. Did you know and this Mr. was coming? Mr. Manchin doesn't want to support us, well, look, we've been dealing with Mr. Manchin for month after month after month. But if he doesn't have the courage to do the right thing for the working families of West Virginia and America, let him vote no in front of the whole world. So I would love your thoughts on all of this today, as I suspect there are some folks out there who probably have a few. Uh, if you want to blow off some steam or, hey, even if you agree with Joe Manchin, especially if you agree with Joe Manchin, I would love to know why. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. One more, one more point here uh, before we take a, a, a quick break um, and, and come back with your calls. And like I promised, a quick piece of uh, on something that I think is actually very encouraging breaking news today. You know, for the record, as, as Manchin has been arguing that this is somehow not good for the economy, he's just making stuff up. He's making stuff up left and right. Wall Street uh, plummeted on the news on Monday that Joe Biden, that Joe Manchin was a no on the Build Back Better bill. And economic forecasters, uh, Wall Street, economic forecasters on Wall Street appear to strongly dis disagree with Joe Manchin. Uh, economic forecasters on Monday were downgrading predictions for the U.S. gross domestic product, GDP growth, in 2022 following the news that Manchin will oppose the Build Back Better bill. According to Market Watch, a team at Goldman Sachs, led by their chief U.S. economist, uh, said, quote, in light of Manchin's comments, we are adjusting our forecast to remove the assumption that build that build back better will become the law without programs like the enhanced child credit uh, tax credit guaranteed. Goldman moved the GDP forecast for the first quarter of 2022 from three percent growth to 
2% growth. In the second quarter, they adjusted it from 3.5% growth to 3%. In the third quarter, from 3% growth to 2.75%. That all from Joe Manchin saying he's not going to vote for it and the idea that Build Back Better may not pass. He, they're not the only ones over at uh, uh, Goldman Sachs. Mark Zandi of the Moody's Analytics economic team took to Twitter with a similarly bleak note, similarly bleak forecast, quote, without Build Back Better, the economic recovery will be vulnerable to stalling out if we suffer another serious wave of the pandemic, an increasingly likely scenario with Omicron spreading rapidly. It puts the economic recovery at some risk in the near term and will diminish the economy longer run. He notes that the fallout will be quick as families with children will lose those tax breaks from the child tax credit, which expires after the final December 15 payment. So, in other words, Manchin is single handedly bringing about the exact thing that he said he was really worried about. Build Back Better passes. Correct. That he's pretending he cares about all of the actual facts, all of the actual evidence show quite the contrary. So what was he thinking? I think he's certainly not thinking about his constituents, despite his claim that he he can't support something, that he can't go home and explain to them, whether he, you know, takes his luxury yacht back there or if he drives home in his Maserati, which costs about three times the median annual income of his constituents in West Virginia. I think that he is thinking you know, he claims there's this stuff in the bill that he, he likes, but that he can only support if it's made permanent. That's a new thing. Or, you know, 10 years, which is as permanent as anything can be in a reconciliation bill uh, by Senate rules. They can only reach out for 10 years. Of course, the timeline for all of that stuff was shortened. All of the stuff that he's saying should be permanent, it was shortened because Joe Manchin wanted the bill to cost less. So I think, actually, he probably will agree to a version of the bill that will fund a bunch of this stuff permanently. But to pay for it, he will insist that about $555 billion in the bill that is currently in the Build Back Better bill, earmarked for climate change action, that if you just shift that stuff over to the other stuff to make it permanent, to make the child tax credits permanent, I'd be okay with that. Just get rid of all that climate change stuff. Why? Because Joe Biden, uh, Joe Manchin makes a whole bunch of money from his family's coal brokerage business to the tune of about half a million dollars a year. And his family themselves make millions and millions every year. Just my guess. I don't know. What's yours? What's what's Joe Manchin's game here? Does he even have a game? And what should Democrats do about it? Can they do anything about it in a 50-50 Senate? 818-985-5735 is our phone number, 818-985-KPFK. see a lot of folks want to ring in on this, so get in right now. Your calls and and a quick good news-breaking story uh, is next on the broadcast because Donald Trump is in big, big trouble. And yes, on Monday, he revealed that he knows it. He proved it. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Don't touch that dial.
Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Good question. Where do we go? Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. The uh, Washington Post is reporting that uh, Joe Manchin is still talking to the White House, though Joe Manchin apparently now wants to strip out the child tax credit entirely from the Build Back Better bill. Uh, You know, the child tax credit that he said uh, he, he thought should be permanent as one of the reasons why he was voting against the bill. Good God. Uh, Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Here is the good news, and I'm going to keep it short because I see tons of you want to get in uh, on on Joe Manchin here. Um, Former President Donald Trump sued New York Attorney General Letitia James on Monday, resorting to a familiar but seldom successful strategy, as AP describes it, as he seeks to end a years-long civil investigation into his business practices that he alleges is purely political. Well, we'd hate to have a political uh, uh, prosecution. Am I right, Donald? Lock lock her up, Trump? In the lawsuit filed in federal court two weeks after James requested that Trump sit for a January 7 deposition, Trump contends the uh, probe into matters, including his company's valuation of assets, which he repeatedly inflated when seeking good terms on loans or deflated when having to pay taxes or buy insurance. Uh, That is all fraud, by the way, Uh, that the uh, matter that those matters uh, have have somehow looking investigating that has somehow violated his constitutional rights in a, quote, thinly veiled effort to publicly malign Trump and his associates. The lawsuit describes James, a Democrat, as having, quote, personal disdain for Trump. Well, who doesn't? Her mission is guided solely by political animus and a desire to harass, intimidate and retaliate against a private citizen who uh, she views as a political opponent. Of course, I'm not sure that uh, is Trump running for attorney general in New York now. Anyway, this very clearly shows that Trump is terrified of what is coming. This is what he does when he knows he's in trouble. He goes on the legal offensive. It doesn't work, but that's what he tries to do to delay everything as much as he can. That's why he told his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, last week to sue Nancy Pelosi and the members of the January 6th committee. Uh, because, you know, Trump got ticked off at him for turning over 9,000 pages to the committee and revealing in his book that Trump knew he had COVID before the presidential debate last year. So he ordered Meadows to knock it off and said, hey, do what I do. Go sue them. Which, of course, is what Mark Meadows did. That's how this goes. Uh, Trump, we knew over the weekend uh, Trump was he put out this insane statement on Saturday saying all the Democrats want to do is put people in jail. 
They are vicious, violent, and radical left thugs, which is kind of hilarious from the guy whose main campaign slogan called for locking up Hillary Clinton. He says their DAs, AGs, and Dem law enforcement are out of control. This is what happens in communist countries and dictatorships. And they don't think they'll be held accountable for rigging the 2020 presidential election, etc., etc. This was his statement on Saturday. On Monday, he filed another lawsuit. Good luck with that, Mr. Former Disgraced President of the United States. In any event, uh, we'll talk about that on another day, I'm sure. Let's get to your calls. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Lynette in L.A. Hey, Lynette, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy thank New you. Year thank and all you. that good stuff. Yeah, and to you. And I'm just, thank you. Long time, no talk to him. I almost fell out when I heard that Manson was talking about with that tax credit. Yep. That all they're going to do is go buy some illicit drugs. And I yeah. just fell out. I said, oh, no, he didn't say that. Yeah, I mean, in, in talking about the families that, that get these $300 per child checks, he said, yeah, all they're going to do is go out and buy drugs with those checks. I said they out and teach him like right right now. I mean, him and Mitch McConnell, <laughs> cocaine, communist Mitch McConnell. When I say cocaine, look up in the Atlantic where his wife, family, yeah. owned ships and had cocaine. Yeah. Docked off the coast to Africa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hear you, Lynette. You know, all that the... kind of stuff. I think they take the same drugs. But God help us. We got to get rid of him. I hear you, Lynette. Unfortunately, we can't get rid of uh, Joe Manchin until 2024. And because you can't um, uh, impeach a senator. That's only for the president and his executive staff. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to, uh, because we had to cut him off uh, a couple of weeks ago due to FCC violations. Let me go to my friend Roger in Minneapolis. And I realize I'm playing with fire by having Roger on at a moment like this. Roger, your reminder, this is FCC Radio. Watch your filthy, filthy mouth. And welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Brad, that was an unfortunate slip. Let's move right on. Okay. Um, and, and, and I certainly was very upset. No, oh, uh, you shouldn't be upset. It happens to the best of us. No worries, Roger. What's going on in Minneapolis? And I mean, Desi even warned me because she could <laughs> tell that I was worked up. I know. Um, before we went on air. I know. Um, to, move, to move right along, one sentence. Yeah. I have elected as of Friday of last week to go back into complete lockdown, no stepping inside of any buildings, mm. uh, no public transportation, no nothing. I'm not going to be seeing my kids for Christmas, mm. um, and um, that's what it amounts yeah. to. I'm back to uh, the last year w without vaccination is how I'm treating that, and I'm not happy about it. Um, the mansion thing was completely predictable, completely predictable. Yeah. And, and um, uh, uh, well, um, let's just say... Uh, Lucy knows how to move the chair. <laughs> how to move the football, yeah. That's the football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you for that uh, call, Roger. Oh, I hope you have a, a delightful more, holiday more. nonetheless, even without your family. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that it all is coming to this. We can thank the unvaccinated out there. Thanks, Roger. 818-985-5735. Uh, Federico, can you uh, jiggle that amp for me there? I've sort of lost uh, some of my headphones here. Just sort of jiggle it. It was kind of crunchy. That might 
bring it back for me. Uh, I'm hope there we go. That's cl- there we go. Now I got it all back. Thank you, sir. Let me go to uh, Casey in Norwalk. Hey, Casey, welcome to the broadcast, uh, sir. Brad, how are you? For the first time, we're actually speaking. Is this our Casey who emails me all the time? Yes, sir. Hey, brother, good to hear from you. And blessings to you and Desi at the holidays and always. You guys know that you are, or you should know, that you are just an absolute asset to L.A. Radio and Radio in general. Thank you, sir. And the progressive cause. You're very kind. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more honest than kind in this case. Trust me. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, I had a question, and I figured you would be the best person to get a question. some good info, some good feedback on. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that Manchin chose to go on Fox to do this and not on Meet the Press or or mm. uh, Face the Nation or someplace else? The, those... he gonna, he's not going to get any pushback. He's just going to get uh, you know pats on the back for doing this. Yeah, well, the, exactly. That's why he went there. Those are his people. That's who he hangs out with. He hangs out with right-wingers. He hangs out with lobbyists. He hangs out with corporatists. Those are his people. That's who he's most comfortable with. That's why he went to them, and yeah, because he was not going to get the kind of pushback uh, that he probably would have gotten on all of the other networks. So I, I think that's exactly what that's where he's at home, Casey. I, you know, and, and, and he is a rat. And listen, the, he's not alone in West Virginia. Their current uh, governor, Jim Justice, ran for governor as a uh, as a Democrat, I think it was 2018, and literally the day after he was elected, he announced, OK, I'm now becoming a Republican. This is how they roll See, was, in uh, West Virginia politics, apparently. There was a report that Manchin had told Biden several months ago that he was going to switch parties, but he, he wasn't going to do it until after the 22 election. So I thought he'll do he'll be an up an upright guy. He won't uh, change the balance of the, the Senate. During this term, and he'd 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 help Biden get the the uh, Build Back Better bill across the finish line. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can see him now switching parties and absolutely well, making making Biden a lame duck president after less than a year. That, and listen, that's that's the problem. And when I hear uh, and, and I don't know if that, those reports were true about him, you know, telling Biden he was going to switch parties and, and so forth. But there is always that fear. I mean, and so when I, you know, heard people over the past few months, oh, Joe Biden is not doing enough. Uh, he, he needs to be uh, stricter, stronger, meaner to uh, Joe Manchin. Really? Because you know what? Joe Manchin this afternoon can announce he's switching parties and immediate control of the U.S. Senate goes to Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. It can happen with literally within seconds. So all of the other stuff that we'd all lo- love to see get done, all of those judges that I mentioned that are uh, are, are being uh, confirmed Biden's nominees to the federal bench uh, that are being confirmed at a rate that even outpaces Donald Trump. All of that is over. So for those people who have been coming down on Joe Biden for this, for not being mean enough to Joe Manchin, well, just consider what uh, Biden is dealing with and the tightrope that he is walking there. Casey, I got a ton of folks coming in. So good to hear from you, my friend. Finally, do uh, hear Likewise. your voice. We've spoken over email for uh, months and months. Good to hear from you, my friend. I hope you have a somehow have a lovely holiday. Stay safe out there, sir. Same to you guys. Thank Th- you. Thank you, brother. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Uh, let me get to uh, let me get to one more here before I take a quick break. Uh, Suzanne in West Hollywood, welcome to the broadcast, Suzanne. Hi, 
Brad. I just wanted to also first say um, I admire your kind of sardonic wit. <laughs> I have um, no idea what you're talking about, Suzanne. Yes, go ahead. I know you don't. Yeah. Um, I am basically uh, very pissed at the um, so-called left-wing NPR type of stations yep. who have been basically um, saying, well, one of the casters was saying basically, I can't, I'm going to live my life. I'm just going to get out there. This is a few days ago. Um, if I get Omicron, I get Omicron. Yeah. Um, you know, we're social creatures, blah, blah, blah. Um, I called you um, a few months ago. I didn't get to see my dad say, you know, to say goodbye to him um, this spring because I was in that 50 to 64 mm-hmm. category. And I am basically, you know, uh, not, you know, not having Christmas this year. Mm. Um, and I've been, you know, uh, socially distancing. I've been basically only going out to, to take walks. I'm a singer. I stopped doing that. I mm-hmm. have a sideline gig. Um, I'm sacrificing and I don't like the idea of the uh, media saying there's nothing you can do about this. Everybody go out and do whatever because we need to get out there. It's irresponsible. It is irresponsible. If they are doing that, you need to call them out. Uh, You know, and if you remember who it was by name, feel free to call them out on on our show at the very least, because that is Larry Mantle. Larry Mantle. Mantle. Okay. Um, you know, I'm waiting on my booster. I'm home, home, home mm-hmm. bound services because I'm depressed after losing my parents. Yeah. And, um, I'm two days before my six months and it makes me very angry, um, to have to hear that from him. I hear you. Larry Mantle over on KPCC uh, <laughs> here in Los Angeles. All right. Thank you for that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Thank you very much for that, Suzanne. I'm sorry again uh, about your parents and, and what you're struggling through. Hang in there. It can only get brighter. It's got to for everyone. Uh, just keep hanging in there, Suzanne. Stay safe. Thank you for the call. And a happy holidays to you. 818-985-KPFK. Quick break. and We're back with as many calls as we can. A lot of people want to get in, try to keep your calls short, and we'll try to get through as many as we can. I'm Brad Friedman. You're listening to The Bradcast. <laughs> Five major corporations now own over 80% of all media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Your support helps us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations across the country. You can make a real difference by supporting independent media. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. Join us at bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks. Yes, he did. Joe Manchin dropped a bomb on his entire caucus, the House, the Senate, the White House, everyone by saying he's not going to vote for Build Back Better, which we will see. He has a way of vacillating on these things. 818-985- 
KPFK is our phone number. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Let's see if we can get to uh, as many calls as possible here very quickly. Ernie in Porter Ranch. Welcome to the Bradcast. Ernie, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, Ernie. Oh, Ernie. Okay. Well, we're putting him back on hold. Uh, let's go to James in Bellflower. Hey, James. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. This is James, and shout-out to Jackie. All right, here you go. Our deficit is over uh, 25, 26, 27 trillion. The corporations own about 21, 22 trillion of that. We got 800 billion because they gave everybody a little bit of money. They got 4 trillion, and they call us socialists. Something's wrong. Also, I think uh, toothpaste is uh, the reason why dementia and Alzheimer's. Wait, to, to, toothpaste is the reason for dementia yeah. and Alzheimer's, what you said? Yes, yes. Read your toothpaste. I have Crest and okay. Colgate. One says poison. The other one says ingested. Consult a doctor. All right. Hey, James, right. don't don't yes. ingest your toothpaste. Thank you, brother. Have, no, a, no, ha, have a lovely holiday. 818-985-KPFK. Did we get Ernie back? I wanted to talk. Oh, we didn't. I'm sorry. We lost Ernie. He wanted to ask, why is this all being done in one big bill? And the reason it's all being done in one big bill is also because of Joe Manchin, because he won't reform the filibuster, because Republicans now block every single thing, even stuff that they like. As long as the Democrats are in favor of it, the Republicans are against it, which means every bill now has to get 60 votes in order to be passed. So if the Democrats are going to get anything done, they have to stick it all into one single reconciliation, budget reconciliation bill that can be allowed, is allowed to be passed with a simple majority. It's a carve out from the filibuster, but they can essentially only do it once a year. So they are putting everything in the world into it and they need all 50 votes. And that's what gives Joe Manchin the power that he has to kill the entire agenda. Let's go to Matt in Santa Maria. Hey, Matt, welcome to the broadcast quickly. <laughs> Hi, thank you very much. Um, yeah, this is very upsetting, obviously. Um, I'll quote Mitch Jesrich, and uh, even though this is a mansion thing, but nobody, if anybody's going to mess things up, it'd be the Democrats. And but it's you know, not the Democrats, Matt. A party. But it is not well, the Democrats. It was a Democrat. It was Joe Manchin. Yeah, go ahead. Right. The environment in which he lives in, mm -hmm. he throws his weight around like a mafioso. And it's because he's in the party of clay feet. Clay you know, feet. Oh, please stop, Matt. Matt, and uh, let me let me respond to you here. I don't mean to cut you off short, but to say that the Democrats are the party of clay feet when they are trying to pass the most progressive legislation, certainly on 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 climate, but on everything else, the most progressive legislation since LBJ's uh, 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 Great Society, since FDR's New Deal. And they have to deal with one Democrat in West Virginia where Joe Biden lost by 30 points just last year to to cast that aspersion on the entire party is why we have gotten to a place where Republicans are setting up an authoritarian takeover of the American government. That is just lazy well, talk, Matt. I'm sorry to say. Well, no, it's not. No, it's all about in which context. Right. Yes, uh, it is brave. That is wonderful. But what was the pushback? 
okay. what was the plan B when all the you know the, I, the, um, obstacles were certainly to happen. Matt, Matt, I hear you. I, I, okay, I hear you. I'm glad you got your point in. I'd give you longer, Thank but you. I'm literally running at the uh, at the top <laughs> of the clock here. Sorry about that. Uh, let me. I really am. Because uh, I'd love to have that conversation. Uh, let me go to Harold very quickly and Bryn Mar. Welcome to the broadcast, Harold. You got welcome, 30 welcome seconds. Welcome all and blessings and all that good stuff. But this is a smoke screen or a, what is that called? A charade? A charade? They both, sleep, they both sleep in the same bed. They are covered with the same blanket. Who? So what are they covering up? Who? Who sleeps in the same bed? Oh, I, I apologize. The president and this mansion guy. The the president and the mansion guy both sleep in the same bed, and they're both working together to cover this up? Cover? What are they covering up? Because they both are dependent on oil and finance. Really? Well, let so, me just say this, Harold, because I'm short on time. But Joe yeah. Biden's uh, Build Back Better bill will do more to end the nation's and the world's dependency on oil than any other bill that has ever been passed. And if you want to do the both sides nonsense and, oh, they're all in on this together, that's fine. But please have some evidence to support it, because the evidence that we have is quite the opposite, Harold. And I am sorry to cut you short again because we don't have enough time. Do I have 10 seconds for Morris? It wouldn't be Christmas without him. Hey, Morris, you got 10 seconds. Go, brother. Call the FBI and have the known insurrectionist arrested. We got him in a public office, outside of public office. Okay, call Christopher Ray's office, 202-234-3000. Have him arrested. They're supposed to protect us. Get the rule of law back in place. Thank Th you. Thank you, brother. Have a happy holidays. Happy holidays to everyone else, including the folks I couldn't get to today. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, my board operator, Federico Garcia, uh, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. We are on the air five days a week. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. See you there until we see you here. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Thank you.